Hello, this is Mike Lanier from the Let's Roll Podcast, carshownationals.com, Let's Roll Podcast. I'm here with Jeff Thisted, my co-host from the Hot Rod Power Tour. Hey, and guys. I'm here with Dina Parisi, who can tell us her story of what she's done. Uh, she was a figure skater, and she could tell us about that, and then how she became, in, or how she came into drag racing, you know. Well, figure skater and together. then drag racer, and then not a drag yeah. racer anymore. Now she's a motivational speaker. Yeah, that's I'm great. Still drag, I'm still a drag racer, though. Oh, you are? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because yeah. I saw on a couple places, it, drag racing is like down on the list now. It's now motivational speaker up at the top. Well, drag racing is only down on the list because we're not out there at the moment. So Uh (laughs) we're working on on 2021. You know, this year just became a wash for us. So uh, we are just laying back. We made a lot of improvements to the car. I'm super, super happy about that. Uh, Tell everybody at home about your car. What kind of car is it? Yeah. So uh, my car, her name is Stella. And uh, she is a considered a 2014. Exactly. It was was my grandma's name. So um, Ah. it is a 2014 Cadillac. So I have a hair on my lip. Not a hair lip, but a hair. Is it a Cadillac? So is it CTSV? Is it a Eldorado? Mm -hmm. So it is. It's a CTSV. Uh, Not in your traditional CTSV uh, way, though. Of course, it's uh, carbon fiber composite. And the, um, the whole body is carbon fiber, the whole shell. It is. Mm-hmm. How, how yes, much does that with, weigh? Uh, the body is not super heavy from from what I understand. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's not. I mean, we it's, uh, you know, we take the nose on and off. Well, whole, it's got to be um, a couple hundred pounds. Amazing. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, it's really it really doesn't. That's weight is one of the reasons why you can't run a pro mod for the most part on a regular with a regular stock car that the steel is just too heavy. You okay. Know, we, like old Cadillac CTSV Pro Mod. Mm-hmm. It's oh. a Pro Mod. She's, All right. she's 3000 3000 horsepower. Out of uh, 3000 horsepower, Hemi. what kind of engine? Big block LS or what size engine? A 526 Hemi. 526 Hemi in a Hemi in a Chevy uh, or in a Cadillac GM. Cadillac. Cadillac. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. um, yeah, and it's a, it's supercharged, which okay. to me is the only way to be. I know everybody's going pro charger now, but I still love supercharged. I love that throaty sound. I love, I just love the power of it, everything about it. And um, so we've done some improvements. And, um, you know, Darren Mayer from DMPE, uh, he's he's been wonderful. He's He's helped us out quite a bit. And um, we highly recommend him for those of you in the industry. And uh, yeah, so we're just working on things and and getting her ready for um, to get her started. Right now, I'm waiting for a belt that was supposed to be here a couple of days ago, but the U.S. mail is not so good. Just All right. Oh come on, <laughs> they're they're having problems too. Give cut them some slack. They're they're working. Now, what kind of belt is this? A, is this a lizard skin belt? Crocodile belt? Leather, what kind of belt are we talking well, actually, about? Six rib, I, eight rib? I I like Python myself. Python, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so yeah, Is we're it just supercharger belt? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So how did you get into racing? You started uh, obviously your husband's into it. 
is what I'm. Yes, at. well. But yeah, from figure skating to uh to yeah. drag racing, uh, and uh, yeah. Tell us the transition. Well, what's, <laughs> what's funny was it was that was not uh, such a transition because I was a professional figure skater way back when. I had done a few shows even after we got married, like in 2000. Um, but. Uh, I did, when I did the ice show, I did a lot of the crazy stunts. I hung by one wrist 21 feet in the air and got spun around like Jeez. the girls in the circus. I did all the things where I flew over the audience. Like, I remember my parents coming for the first time, and my, my mother was holding my father back from the seat because he was like, what is she doing? You know, I was 21 <laughs> feet in the air with no net, you know what I mean? And um, so I've always liked the adrenaline rush, apparently. And uh, so... Fast forward a little bit, my husband and myself, and um, much to his dismay, he's the reason I got into drag racing, because I had always watched NASCAR and Formula One. What do you mean to his dismay? That's my pipe dream, <laughs> is to find a girl who likes cars. Come on. Explain this to me. Explain, please. I like it a little too much. That's okay. That's the problem. He tells me I'm obsessed. That's what he tells me. Um so I, he had built a 67 Camaro. Uh, it was supercharged. Um, and it was about 1,100 horsepower. It was beautiful. It was stock. It still had, I mean, it still had the vinyl top on it. It was beautiful. And um, I, the very first time I watched you, him go down the track, I was like, I need to try that. <laughs> did you catch that, Mike? It was beautiful. Yeah. It was stock. It was a 67 Camaro with 1,100 horsepower. Wait, a right. stock Camaro with 1,100 horsepower? No, no, no. I no, got you. I'm a, just giving you a hard a time. Body. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Body. I mean, it, it weighed 3,500 pounds. So, you know, and we're right now, we're at 26. So, wow. and we're even considered heavy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the first time I saw it go down the track, I was like, oh, I need to try that. And um, that was Hello? kind of the beginning of the end. How long did it take you before you, from the first time you saw him put it down the 1320, how long before you got behind the wheel? It was, well, I went to Frank Hawley Drag Racing School. You did? Um, probably <laughs> about six months later. Six months later. Okay, very good. Now, was that, uh, did you save up for that? Was that a present from him? How did that come about? Uh, no, I just, you know, we had decided that, he was at that point he had that car and then that was when he was having our first pro mod built because we used to run two his and hers at one point okay. so uh when he was getting the pro mod built i went to frank holly to step into the 67 and run super gas ah. and uh yeah and that was a lot of fun i i recommend frank's school to anyone that will listen because his lectures are just the best and there's a lot of things that he that yeah who's our who's our last guest we had on mike she went to the sarah edwards went to the same school sarah edwards went to his school and uh, a good friend so we interview sarah edwards and tells us all about frank's school and then a good friend of mine i'm not sure if you've heard of him three-time nhra top fuel champion larry dixon larry posts on facebook he's next to not frank but the guy that strapped him into his first real car to take him down at Frank's school. So it's like, no matter who you are or what you drive in drag racing, you've been to Frank's school. 
right? Yeah, Frank, Frank School is, I, I still take a lot of what he said down the track with me every single run. There's, like a lot of, there's a lot of things, if you pay attention to what he says, that are super important. I mean, things about staging, things about where you are on the racetrack, um, being cognizant of, you know, what's happening. You know, don't think too far ahead. You know, like my husband and I, as ProMod drivers, because we ran the same setup on both cars, we had a 63 Corvette, which was mine, and a 53, which was his. And nice. same Wait, setup, a 53, 53 Corvette and a 63 Corvette? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, they they were they were good looking cars. They both had military themes on them. We work a lot with the military. We've worked a lot with the military over the years. And um, but we're completely different drivers. You know, he's a man, sorry. So he I think in progression, whereas I think as I'm going, and he thinks the end of the racetrack. So it's just two completely different way ways of thinking. And I and we raced one another a lot because whenever we did something, uh, they would match us up for like a match race or whatever. And I treat him 95% of the time, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How does he feel about that? <laughs> you know, I'm lucky. I, he really is my biggest fan and my biggest supporters. And I'm so I'm so appreciative for that. And right now we're only running one car. So really what he's done is he's put his driving want aside uh, and we're just running the one car at the time, which is hard for me because he, again, we're two different drivers. So he likes to drive through my headpiece. I'm not so much a fan of that. <laughs> Aha. Does that distract you? <laughs> No, no, no. He won't say anything going down the racetrack, but he'll make little comments here and there. And I'm like, save it, buddy. I, it's That's how you drive. I drive my way. You drive your way. You just be on your way. So does that mean you've got a you've got an earpiece in there so he can talk to you? In yes, your helmet? I have. Um, do I have? Oh, I don't have it in this helmet. In Inside the helmet, um, I wear my um, earpieces. Had I realized I would have grabbed my, my gear bag, I would have shown you. So oh, I have, right. um, um, I wear just little molded earpieces and they connect to the side of the helmet and there's a radio in the car. Um, and I mean, our communication stops once the car leaves the line. Oh, I don't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't ever, unless I was like on fire, he doesn't, there's, no communication going down the racetrack until I go through the traps, pull the chutes, and then, you know, he'll be like, are you okay? Is everything good? Yep, okay, fine. See you at top end. And that's it. Wow. Yeah, otherwise that would, you would think that would be distracting. And plus yeah. you can't yeah. say very much in four seconds. No. Just no, I guess you can't. No, maybe not. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> so so we, I asked, or we asked Sarah uh, to take us through. Would you take us through your uh, – your your stay once you get in the car. Do you have a routine that you do? And and if you do, would you it's, take us through that? It's funny. I do. And for anyone who um, follows me, there's I I do have a video on my YouTube. It's about 15 minutes long, and it's actually from the startup process through. What through is your YouTube channel? The it's uh, Dina Parisi Racing. Dina Parisi Racing. Okay, YouTube. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So. Um, 
you may have to put in Parisi Racing. Sometimes it's a little funky because I changed the URL. Anyway, so I have a 15-minute video on there, which is from startup to the end of the run. And explaining everything that we do, let's just say in an eighth-mile run, you know, from leaving the line and holding, I use a clutch pedal, even though I run a converter. That's my trans brake. And I prefer a clutch pedal. I like it. It's more fun than leaving off a button for me. Uh, and I still shift the car. And it's, so it's, it's fun, long, but is it as fast? It is. Okay. It is. I mean, you just have to be able to hit your shift points. And there's a big blaring light in front of you that tells you, hey, shift the car. It's not hard. You know what I mean? Like, just mm -hmm. a and, lot of is it a like auto shift. Is it a Lenco transmission? Mm-hmm. It's a okay. Bruno Thalenko. Yeah. Okay. And it's a three-speed. And um, it, the I had seen so many negative comments, whether they were uh, for me, for someone else, for other drivers. You know, if you abort a run, ah, what did he do that for? I, well, she doesn't know what she's doing, blah, 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 blah. I got so annoyed with it that I was like, would you like to know what we do for um, less than four seconds in the eighth of a mile? Because... There's a lot happening in there. So that's really why I made the video. And um, mm -hmm. for me, uh, from my days of figure skating, I was, I wouldn't want to say superstitious, but very, uh, I'm very type A. So everything is like this. So when we get um, ready, when I get ready to go and put my helmet on, uh, my husband connects my, it's not a Hans device, but it's the same thing. Uh, my, it's called a hybrid. Uh, he connects the hybrid for me to my helmet, uh, and then we get in the car and get strapped in. And we have certain things that we do and our crew does so that everybody's on the same page. You know, when he flips the air on for my shoots, which also works my um, shifter, uh, he, he bangs them in the back so that he can feel the air, and then I know that everything's good to go. Um, there's uh, it just, we have a lot of things that were it, very much a pattern and that's so we don't miss a step. I mean, you know, if you're running, eighth mile is 200 miles an hour and quarter mile is, you know, 240 or so. So it's, it is dangerous. So we want to make sure that we're all on the same page and that everybody's done their job so that, you know, we can be as safe as possible. You're feeling a little inadequate, Mike? I mean, Sarah's oh. been over 300 miles an hour. She's been over 200 in the eighth mile. You know, I did 55 yesterday on the 90 freeway. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm serious. I did. I went 55, and I feel inadequate, man. And, and 1990, I raced my Breda GTZ four-cylinder car. I actually <laughs> took it on the drag strip for a quarter mile at 15.99 and 88 miles per hour. So, yeah, I feel kind of wimpy. <laughs> and it's because of all these silly discovery shows, these street outlaws. I went to Zip Tie Drags and one of the camera operators, hey, Jeff, you think the 55 is going to run in the 10s? Like, are you out of your mind? The 10s are fast. If I get down in 30 seconds, I'm happy. Yeah, right. And you get down the, and you get down the quarter. Would you run an eighth or a quarter mile? It depends on the series. Okay. All right. Depends on what the series. We... So I started out doing all quarter mile with Northeast Outlaw Pro Mod. We did all quarter mile. Uh, I've run NHRA national events quarter mile. Uh, and what's your Pro fastest Mod's time quarter mile so far? Well, we haven't been out in 
<laughs> we haven't been out in a while, um, but we're sub sixes. So. From the fives. In the five, see that's Drake Grayson talking like sub sixes. I see. I would say in the five, five nineties. You know, if it's yeah. five ninety so, with the three, yeah. five ninety so, with the two is going to beat it. Less than less than six seconds in the quarter mile at two forty. That's, okay. that's okay. fast. That's I fast. lost you for a second, so we'll see what happened there. But I'm back. <laughs> but that is quick. Yeah, under six seconds. Wow. I, I couldn't. You went to uh, you went to Frank's drag racing school. Uh, and after that, you got into it's not the it wasn't the Camaro, was it the Corvette that you got into to start racing? Imagine yes. That. So after that, I ran um, I ran the '63 Corvette, and my husband had his '53. And what kind of a funny story, story behind? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There's kind of a funny story behind that because my husband had come home with us with a '67. RSSS body and he was like we're gonna we're gonna take this racing and I was like mm, it's really nice but I really wanted to go pro mod and he was like wait what so after I picked him up <laughs> off the floor <laughs> uh, my brother actually bought that body and he they restored it together and it looks beautiful my brother has he's in New York and um, and that's how the 63 came about and like I said, I ran 63, Andrew ran 53, and um, both 526 Hemis, same thing, supercharged, yada, yada. So it's a, a, a for all you Corvette purists out there, let me just qualify. The 53 and the 63 are just carbon fiber shells, and they've got no That's real right. history, historic Corvette parts on there. Because the 53 is the first year, and the 63 is the split window. They're both iconic cars, and they weren't, yeah. yes. they weren't molested. They're just car they're carbon fiber pro mod monsters, right? Yes. No Corvettes were harmed in the making of this pro mod, I promise. <laughs> good, good. I, always, I had always wanted a 63 Corvette, um, but I didn't know that when I got one, it was going to have 3,000 horsepower. I literally wanted one since I was 12 years old. Oh, 63, cool. they're one of the most, if not the most iconic Corvette there is. And I can say I've actually yep. worked on one, but it wasn't mine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. But uh, what was I going to say now? Ah, I was losing my thought. Um, so running a pro mod, I want, my friend drives a street car that's basically set up like a pro mod. He does have a 526 Hemi. And trying to tune that thing and get it running correctly on the road, people just uh, don't understand how much it takes to tune that car. Is it the same way in drag racing where if it's the weather change or anything like that, does that affect how the car is running? Because people give them such a hard time saying, you know, this thing should have more horsepower because it's set up for 2,500 horse. And he, never, he has not hit that yet on the dyno. So it's just tuning and, and temperature and all that. And he street drives it, but not very far, as you can tell. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, so, I wouldn't be able to go very far because everything's aluminum. So, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after a little while, everything's going to just melt down anyway. But, um, yeah, so we, I've seen, I've seen some, uh, just recently it posted like some people are starting a controversy, uh, of people racing against you and not enough people racing against you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but the thing is, you have to tune your car right. Everything's got to be perfect to make a perfect run. It's not just like, you're automatically a winner. Um, you have to do a lot of things as a team to get your car to run properly, get down the track. 
the track conditions, the driver. I mean, all those things have to be perfect to make a good run. It's not just everyone thinks it's, you know, get in the car and you're, it's a perfect run every time. It's, it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah, and that kind of references back to that video too. But, yeah, you know, people don't realize. So we've been running a converter since before it was cool to run a converter. So, like, in the 2000s. People are like, you're running a converter? That's crazy. I've never I've never driven a clutch. It's always it's been a with a clutch pedal, but not a clutch car. So um difference being don't hit the clutch pedal at top end because bad things will happen. Because <laughs> it's the trans brake and not a clutch. <laughs> I had um Quain Sod who used to help us. I remember I recall him telling me a story of how he did that after he ran the convert a car for the first time and he said yep I pushed that clutch pedal in and it wasn't good so um, but it, it is everything has to do with you know weather air density track temperature I mean there's just so much that goes into it and I think people don't realize that you know that I mean every little thing we can we can leave the pit area and it could be blazing blazing sun hot and then all of a sudden you have cloud cover Right. Got to make a change. So it's it's amazing how much goes into it, and um, I wish that people would try to try to understand more before they uh, make a comment. You know, right. ask questions. <laughs> Just gonna say, yeah, right. <laughs> I I wish so. Haters are gonna hate. There are so many keyboard warriors out there with their yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, hey. I'm all for a guy who's eating Fruit Loops in his mother's basement that wants to tell me what to do. Fine, you be my guest. <laughs> but ask questions. Like I love when people ask questions. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's a stupid question." I'm like, "No question is stupid. None at all." I wish I want people to ask questions. I don't want them to assume things. And that post that I had put up was regarding us winning the the. Um, IHRA championship in 2015, um, someone actually publicly made a statement that we won because we were in every race. I'm not going to say who it was, but he, I did have something to say to that person well, afterwards. But it, that's, that's it was, part of it, isn't being consistent. If you show up to every race right. and you get points at every race, it kind of gives you a little advantage, doesn't it? Well, and, and, and I'm not taking anything away from like, your championship. I, uh... No, no, and I get that, but and you're putting in blood, sweat, and tears, and money, and my my fantastic marketing partners that that helped us through that. I don't want anybody to think that they can diminish it when we worked our butts off for that. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? They, oh yeah. So he's just jealous because he didn't put in the blood, sweat, and tears. He didn't go to every event. You guys went to every event. He didn't. You won. He didn't. He's a hater. He's jealous. Yeah, well, I, he was not a competitor. Not a competitor. Oh, even better. So, he's in his mom's, he's eating Fruit Loops with me, and, and I'm, he's not even here. Yeah. My, my, competitors were, my competitors were amazing, you know, very friendly with, um, you know, with a few of them still. Um, you know, we forged friendship. That's a great thing about this sport is we all forge friendships, even though we could be the most competitive when we're on the track. And be like, I'm gonna kick your butt. I'm gonna kick your butt. That's the fun part. But in the end, you know, I remember um, 
we were running Northeast Outlaw. This is a few years back, and a friend of ours, Derek Towns. Um, I was kind of the craw in his side, and and my husband couldn't beat him, and he always lost to me. So it was it was like a funny thing. So uh, we were done. The boys were done servicing the car, and he went over to Derek, and he said, "Hey, do you need some help? I'm done." He goes, "Looks like you're struggling. Do you need some help?" Um, and who are you running? He goes, by the way, I'm running your wife. He goes, so I'm just going to crack the beer open now. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I love um, but it. It wound up that he, he did, you know, my husband helped him with what he needed help with. You know, we, that's what we do. We, we don't want to race nobody. We want to have someone to race. So we'd rather help them get out there for the next round than say, ooh, so Sorry for your luck, you know. Yeah, you don't want to win like that. That's one of the things. I, I announced some autocross stuff, and the autocross, the racing community, they're a family. Chris Jacobs broke down or popped a power steering hose in Colorado. Four other competitors got together, took him to Napa during lunch, got the new hose, wrenched on it in the parking lot, got it running, and got him back in. You never want to win like that. So they, y'all come together, and it's, it's so cool to see that, that car family come together and get them running again. And it's, and it's in all sorts of uh, racing, too. You see it. I see some jerks, too. But usually the racing community is really good, and they like to promote their sport. And that's what I've seen, you know, taking my five-year-old to the races, and they have him sitting in their cars and everything. My, and one guy gave him a trophy. He won the whole thing and gave him the trophy. No way. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. so cool. So I'm like, Wow. I mean, really cool for my five-year-old. You know, it was a great experience. But you see, you know, that's the car community, and that's what I believe in is the car community. And, and racing is part of the car community, so that's why we wanted to have you on. I wanted to have you on. Um, I'm sure Jeff did too. So Of course. Yeah. And we, uh, do, we do um, car shows and, and different standalone events like that as well. Um, a couple of reasons, because – one reason is because we like to be able to showcase our partners wherever we can. Um, and also because we like to get out there and find people from, you know, different walks of life that maybe have never seen a drag race and we can get them interested and have them come out and watch. You know, I always tell people, and not a knock to NASCAR, but one of the best things about drag racing is that every ticket's a pit pass. So all of our fans are able to come in. They can be up close and personal with the driver, with the car, and then, of course, go back again to the marketing partners because that really helps them out as well. So, I mean, that's the great thing about the sport is everyone can be up close and personal. You don't need a golden ticket for it. You just go through your admission process and you're right there. You just need some big old ear protection so then you can get up nice and close and get a smell of that nitrile methane and make your eyes water and nose run, and it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I've, you... always, I've actually always kept extra earplugs um, in our trailer. You know, if I see a kid that's like this, it, we just give them earplugs to put in and take with them for the rest of the race. Because sometimes if people are new to the experience, they don't realize how freaking loud it is. And how yeah. violent. You can feel them in your chest. It is. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah. yeah and I mean, I, we're I mean... 3,000 horsepower, so not as much as like a nitro car. We're 3,000 as opposed to their 10. 
but it's still it, it's still the same thing like you're saying it's loud and you can feel it in your chest it's really cool so you're not running a nitro what are you running is it gasoline or c c16 or what do you we actually we run m1 m1 okay yeah and so, so do you travel uh, sorry do you, oh okay alcohol yeah do you travel i mean cross country then um and what's your do you have a home track that you consider a home track so for really um for many years uh virginia motorsports park was our home track even though we've, we were from New York, we live in Georgia now, but uh, we did all of our testing down there and um, ha still have so many friends from there. And uh, one of the guys that used to work there, he, um, he's been on our crew for a while. He's a friend of ours. You know, our crew members, I am so thankful for them because, you know, they work for meatballs and beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm very thankful for the people that do it for the love of the sport. You know, we're um, we're a grassroots mom and pop team. It's my husband and myself, so. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, Jeff, me and Jeff are not doing, making anything right now. We're trying to get <laughs> sponsors. <laughs> but I, I lost you, Jeff. I don't see you on screen. I don't know what happened there. I'm still here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Well, I, don't, I don't see you. Do you see him, Dina? I do. I don't see Oh, okay. Weird. I'm oh, just having okay. all sorts of. You're invisible to me, Jeff. Just kidding. Hey, yeah. Welcome uh, to my life, Mike. I'm invisible to everybody. <laughs> I'm just having. Uh, it's weird because I'm having, you know, network issues, but I don't see you at all. But oh, no. if you're on, that'll be good. I hope I all see right, you. All right. Good. So, so the husband brought home a '67 body. You you gave him the Heisman and said, I, I don't I don't want that '67. I want a Corvette. So how long was it? before you got the Corvette and you didn't just after after Frank's school you didn't just hop into a 3000 horsepower beast and let her rip um was there a was there a progression yeah frank's after frank's school i took over the 67 camaro that was my husband's okay uh and then he started testing the 53 corvette pro mod okay and then uh, so after about a year and a half, I was like, mm, I think I want to go faster. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so what, what, what were you running during that year and a half? What were you running in the, in the quarter mile in the, in the 67 with 1100 horsepower? So it was high eights, low nines. So like That's 890 fast. or so, like nine seconds um, at 100, about 150 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. Have you two ever met? I don't know if you guys have ever met. I mean, we've been at SEMA. We've been going to. I've been going to SEMA for the last few years, but. Oh, dear, I've never met. The no. Same company at SEMA two years ago. Oh. You and okay. I. Who me? Yeah. Which company? What Power Auto Media? Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, nice. They're awesome. <laughs> they are awesome. I hope to be there with them uh, again this year. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, because uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Dwayne. Dwayne is going to learn me how to weld over at Miller, Miller Welding Booth, and uh, we're trying to get that uh, that on video. Right. Right. Fun. Yeah. You know how to weld? I don't. Yeah. That's on my bucket list. Okay, good. I, I don't have, feel so um, bad now. I don't know how to weld either. We're going to have a welding no, party. No, I mean, I've tried it. I've tried it and um, I was pretty good at it, but I would love to learn what to do. My the guy who built um, Rob Mathias, who built the the uh, Cadillac, 
um, I was in his shop, and I have some pictures somewhere of me in my fire suit um, welding uh, at his table. <laughs> Interestingly, you're not wearing your fire suit, uh, and Sarah didn't wear hers either. If I had a fire suit, I don't know that I would take it off. I mean, there. I mean, you're uh, fully. It's full on cool. Full on. Dude, cool. when it's 95 degrees out, trust me, you'll take it off. <laughs> yeah. so that's what we're dealing I mean, with here. It's 95 here today, and man, terrible. <laughs> Not so much the heat, it's humidity. Yeah, well, we I got love, the humidity. I love the heat. I love the heat, but in that fire suit, boy, oh boy, you you sweat out a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like being a firefighter. Have you ever been a, had a fire suit on? I've had one of those. I've, I was a volunteer firefighter. It's hot. I saw people yeah. passing out in training and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But, uh, well, I guess thanks for joining us on the Let's Roll podcast. I still can't see Jeff, so I don't know how the video will turn out. But oh, no. My invisible co-host has been uh, great on the show, and I'm glad to have him. So hey, thanks, I'm glad that you joined us, Dina, uh, to learn more about you because I, I haven't met you. I've, you know, I've seen you in Terry Wilson's videos and stuff like that, but I, <laughs> I've never met you yet. I'm hoping to uh, sometime, hopefully at SEMA. Or do you ever come to Minnesota and race in BIR at all? Have you ever been up to uh, the... I, yeah, I, I have not been, but, you know, hopefully okay. next year we'll, uh, we'll be out there. I hope so. It's too hot and humid in Minnesota, Mike. She doesn't like that up there, you know. Well, come on. Oh, you're back. I see you finally. You see? Oh, uh, good. It's hot right now. Yeah, it could be hot later, but they have a good, you know, it's a good good show up there. And Instagram, I like the, the Parisi yeah. Racing. Yep. And uh, same thing on YouTube, right? Yeah, so if you go to um, my website, you can find it at dinaparisi.com or dinaparisiventures.com. Dot com. I just rebranded. Um, and please take a look around. You can hit up all my social media. And um, be sure to take a look at our marketing partners because uh, they're the best. Like Lucas Oil, CRC, Speedwire Systems is actually a Canadian company. And when we wrapped the car in that military wrap, uh, they actually supported the wrap, which I thought was super cool. Um, DJ, Mar DJ Safety and uh, P10 Marketing. Uh, Brow and um, my other website, which is pet based, which is called the Pickles Project. The Pickles, Pickles Project. Project. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your dog Tell named Pickle. Uh, uh, so uh, the website came about because um, uh, we had a 15 year old pug that passed away. She lived a great life, and then we got this uh, little Brussels Griffon, and her name was Pickles, and she was about six pounds, cute little thing, and um, she, we kept saying that she had some health issues, and, and the doctors kind of were like, no, no, she's fine, she's fine. And when they took her to be spay, she died during the spay process. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was awful. And so I decided to start the Pickles Project because, um, and so many of our racers are animal lovers, but I decided to start it because maybe it would just shine some light on some things that people just didn't know. You know, sometimes people get a pet and they just don't know what to look for or they 
so I just wanted to hit it from all angles, uh, talking about rescues. Uh, I also was honored to be able to do some interviews with some of the canine handlers from Live PD, which I know is not on anymore now, but uh, some of the canine handlers. So there's some some pretty cool uh, some pretty cool little articles in there. Don't expect it to be like this, you know, fantabulously written thing because I am not a writer and I'm just. <laughs> Hey, neither is Mike. Needs to be there. I just told I just told Jeff that today. <laughs> I'm not a writer. <laughs> he had to. He was correcting some of my writing. He's like Mike, a lot is two words. It's not one word. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He had to correct me on that one. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, check it out on YouTube. It's funny you use the Pickles Project. I was at the the uh, uh, what is it Auto Club Speedway in Fontana for the National Muscle Car Association shootout last weekend or a couple weekends ago and uh, Garrett Randall has got a the green C3 Corvette that he autocrosses around his he and his girlfriend are walking around with and the dog's name is Pickles first oh, wow. dog I've ever met named Pickles and now you have got the Pickles project so it was like it was the cutest thing and then later on in the night I was hanging out and all of a sudden the dog runs over to me and and the girl's like where, where did the dog go we all came over to see Jeff's like Pickles is my best buddy now, so yeah, <laughs> it was good fun. And I want to say, Dina, your uh, Cadillac is so cool looking. I I saw that, uh, saw your you. car, no, and I was like, hold, man, hold on one so second. Cool. Her car okay. is amazing. Thank you. There it is. Nice. That thing is sweet. That's a sweet ride. And there's a lot of people that drive some souped-up Cadillacs around the Twin Cities here. There's like a whole group, oh, really? group of them. So yeah, there there's some pretty fast Cadillacs going on around here. So it's cool to see that. There's a really cool um, club in West Palm. When we raced West Palm, um, I had done a lot. I, when we were running IHRA, I did press pretty much every race, and uh, we had done some press uh, previous to the race. And these guys came in and they bought tickets just because they wanted to see the car. One guy had the only manual um, cattle CTSV in Palm Beach, you know, and uh, so and he still keeps in touch. And um, it was it was nice to see that people wanted to come in just to see her. I thought that was kind of cool. not me. her. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's a cool looking car and I really like it. Really How it is with me and Mike. Anywhere we go, no one comes to see. Mike is here. We came to see Mike. Jeff, where's Mike? Say, Mike. Right over that way. Just... Yeah, right. Yeah. And see him and see him. He's says... got his entourage around him, Terry and Chip Foose and all the guys. Yeah, right. Chip yeah. Foose, yeah. Uh, that's Terry. Terry does that. <laughs> Eventually we'll have that, right? Yeah. And, yeah, we got some plans if we go to Vegas, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Only plans I have are to learn how to weld. What? Well, we're talk we're talking during SEMA, but we hope SEMA happens. Uh, you know, now they're so. posting all this, how we're gonna clean and do all this stuff. Yeah, Dina, what were you doing with Power Auto Media there? Uh, interviews. I I was on the interview side. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're 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 all posted, I think, on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, Check them out. Yeah, I got to interview. Um. Uh. Tony Schumacher, um, and I, um, I, I did a lot of really cool, cool interviews. I, a lot of fun. <laughs> Pretty awesome, isn't it? It, so was, you... it? I had so much fun. 
have you driven anything faster uh, than your or uh, in another class? I guess, I guess up than than your Pro Mod. I don't know if it's a funny car, if it's something. I don't know the classes. If it's something with nitro or, or so have you had that opportunity? The next, probably the next step up would would have been like uh, top alcohol funny car, um, but. No, I haven't. Um, I certainly would not pass up that opportunity. <laughs> right, yeah. And your your car is a door slammer, right? It is. And okay. I, so, and they're called door slammers uh, for a reason, because unlike a funny car, we actually sit on the driver's side. Uh, there is no passenger seat. I have people all the time that are like, can I take a ride? I'm like, bring a bunch of bungee cords. I'll bungee cord you in there. We'll be good to go. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, and so it presents like, you know, like a traditional car, yep. so to speak. So, um, and I like the fact that people have told me that they've actually purchased Cadillacs because they fell in love with her at the racetrack. Oh, that's that's, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. The yeah. body lines know, on those, they're so, so nice, the body lines on those. I've always liked them since, you know, I first saw them. Yeah. So when I, when I saw yours, oh. Beautiful. For me, a pro mod, I mean, you're strapped into a race car. It's got the full cage. But even though you're in a full cage surrounded, you still have that door. But with a funny car, there's no door, and the engine's still in front of you, and you have the hatch out the roof. So to me, a funny car is a, a little claustrophobic because they – when it comes down on you, baby, it's you're in that you're, – you're in a race car. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, yeah, I, I, again, I wouldn't funny. pass up that opportunity, but yeah. Right. My husband's a, he's a little claustrophobic. So, um, you know, every year when we'd get him in the race car for the first time after, you know, the off season, which wasn't that long, but I mean, I it was literally talking him off a ledge just for the first couple of times he got in the car, you know, but we've had some, and you know, it's funny. I'm like, I, I wish I could write a book because we've had some crazy things happen over the years. Now I have the, the push button um, tower for the shifter. And at one point in the 63, there was like a little tunnel that fit over the transmission and the weld broke. And I, we needed to get in one more pass. I was like, guys, we need one more pass just to solidify this. So, okay. So my MacGyver husband and Dave Jordan are Coochie forever and friend, um, got in the car and they zip tied it to the bars. I mean, there must have been a hundred zip ties every way. And I don't push the buttons like this, I squeeze them. So as long as it was up straight, I was good. And hit second gear, hit third gear, boom, down the track. We were all good with that thing all zip tied in the car. <laughs> Literally, the zip tie drags. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Is that how the camp put the name? I don't think so, but uh, uh, yeah. I'd love to take credit for that. Yeah, if you got duct tape and zip, it, the two must-haves yeah. is duct tapes and zip ties. Well, did Sarah say they use duct tape on one oh, of yeah. her her cars? I'm like, wow. That's you know, duct tape is three ninety-five a roll at Home Depot, but if you get speed tape, it's fourteen ninety-five at the speed shop. Same brand, but uh, yeah, different price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I in. When we were racing for the championship in 2015, I was at US 131 in Michigan. In uh, Michigan, uh, I love that track. 
but um, the shoots did not deploy. Well, they deployed, oh, no. but they didn't blossom. And um, those carbon fiber brakes, man, I can't stand them. But um, the car just started to bounce a little bit. So I just had it. I sailed past Steve Matusik. We'll wave along the way. He, he messages his crew chief. He's like, she's coming in hot. <laughs> and dumped it into the sand. You did. Um, that was my question. Holy moly. Went to the beach without a bikini. It was not pretty. How and violent was that? It was, it kind of dug in a little bit and messed up the, the nose okay. um, a, a little. But um, when we got back, we had, we had a race the next week. So, you know, we cleaned it up. The sand wasn't that bad, thankfully. And um, when I got, we duct taped the front for the next, following week until we could get it fixed. And it worked fine. We found red duct tape that matched perfect. Oh, Nobody funny. even knew the difference. Yeah, and wow. um, I remember getting out of the car and turning to the safety guy who was my friend, Mark Hinton, and I looked at him, I'm like, what, I run? <laughs> He's like, please get in the ambulance and shut up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't care if you're hurt, you don't care about the car, what did you, what did you run, what was the speed? And how do you guys, it's possible to repair the carbon fiber body? It, it how, is. The, the only issue with that, it's... um. Carbon fiber, fiberglass is uh, the, it'll make it a little bit heavier. Oh. So it's just going to change the weight a little bit. So because it was, it was right here. Yeah. So <clears throat> it made a little more weight hang on the front. So we just had to, we just had to adjust for that. Um, and All it right. was fine. You need an another tune-up. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do. I mean, well, you have, we had to, uh, we had to weigh the car. And then just check where, you know, if the weight was the way it should have been all four points around. Where can, uh, where can the people at home, and Mike wants to get one for his, uh, his fiance, the, those calendars. Makes a great well, stocking actually, stuffer. It's, um, it's actually one of my old hero cards. <laughs> oh, that's ah. not a calendar. It's a card. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's a nice. Card. Even better, you can autograph so, one for Brady. Brady would love that in his room, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. He's got a. It's got a lot of NASCAR ones right now. Just yeah, we got to get them oh, off well, that NASCAR and the street line. Yeah. I'll send it over. <laughs> or, or I'll see you at SEMA, right? Right? Hopefully we'll see you there. Let, let's hope so. so. Let's yeah. hope so. Who are you going to be with at uh, SEMA this year? Oh. You went? Who will you be with at SEMA this year? Well, so last year I was with uh, Tracy Rudka um, with the Quarter Mile Foundation. Uh, Tracy does a lot of work um, to keep the memory of drag racing alive. All really cool. If, um, if you go to quartermilefoundation.com and you'll see great interviews with all of the legends of drag racing. And you can buy the DVDs, too. And it all goes back into the foundation. Very cool. So... So do you get to hang out with a lot of the, you know, big name racers that we see on TV, like John Force, or have you met all those guys? Ron Caps. Well, it was, it was <laughs> fun because I got to go to the Hall of Fame luncheon. Oh, nice. And, you know, and sit at a table with, you know, Joe Amato and, um, and just – I got to meet Iski. I was so excited about that. So just 
Yeah, I know. He's so cute. I can't even. He is. He's not over 90 years old. And literally, down, it's two or three miles from here in Gardena, the fabulous or fabuloso cafe. He, he's there every day. His shop is up the street. He comes in for hours a day, every day. Old man Iski, pocket full of cigars, and it just holds court. The nicest old man who, he's Iski, the cam father. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt. He's no, he's so he was so adorable, and oh, um, I have pictures that I've posted with, I mean, the array of people in that room. I got to meet Don Perdome for the first time. I had never met him before. That was a lot of fun, and it's funny because I went with Tracy, um, and <laughs> my husband was in the other side, and I kept sending him pictures, and he's like, "Oh, thanks," you know, because he he uh... was you know in the in the room on the other side making his way around. So that that wasn't it was an honor for me just to be able to to sit there. I bet. Did who, whose autograph did you ask for? Oh, I didn't ask for any autographs. Really? <laughs> uh, you're yeah. cool. You're pretty yeah. cool. I remember I was at. Do you know uh, Alana Shore? She used to work for uh, Hot Rod Magazine, and then she was the editor for Roadkill Magazine for a little bit. Anyways, Alana just wrote a book about Don Perdome, and it seemed a couple years ago, right when uh, was it Danny Thompson? You know Mickey's son. He broke the record in the Mickey Thompson Streamliner. It was Alana. I was in the Hot Rod booth, hanging with Alana, and there was Don Prudhomme and Mickey Thompson and another guy. Between them, there was like 1,200 miles per hour between the three of them in their, their top speed events. Like, yeah, these are the fastest guys I've ever seen together in one place. It's crazy. Don Garlitz was, um, was selling his book from Tracy's Table, and uh, we had a lot of fun with him. He's just, he's hilarious. He's well, you know, you, you know you're badass when your nickname is Big Daddy, and then your nickname from a nickname is Big. They have to shorten your nickname because you're so badass. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Doesn't get cooler than that, Big. I might, I might be going to a racer shop this weekend. If you've ever heard of Doc Holiday, Doc Holiday, oh, cool. he has the, he has Tom Hoover's funny car, I believe, right now. But I'm gonna go check it out. Uh, possibly he's got an engine start up this weekend. Just something he does as a little party. Something nice. You gonna bring Brady? Uh, maybe I'll have to bring some earphones for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be loud. Bring him, <laughs> have him sit down in that funny car. They're start, yeah, they're starting some nitro cars. You're gonna love that, Jeff. I'll, oh I'll man. Video. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do some video from there if I. That'll go. make Brady cry. Uh, we'll see. In yeah, a good way. Oh, dude, he'll make your eyes water. Way. Make your nose he'll cry. Run. He'll cry either way. It doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good cry, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. My my nephew uh, just turned, well, he turned six last October. And uh, the, uh, I think NHRA Mile High is going to be this coming weekend or next, whenever it is. I'll be in Salt Lake City for it. So I can't make, my goal was to bring Drew to the NHRA Mile High Nationals. He's never been to a drag race before, and Larry was going to hook us up with a couple of guys to to uh, to make my nephew cry. And some friends said, oh, wait, you're taking your nephew to a to a race to make him cry? Yes, he will be indoctrinated into the nitromethane <laughs> club. I am the evil uncle. <laughs> it is, <Exactly>. yes, <laughs> it is his quest. <laughs> That's so funny. Speed school. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. School. Got to keep them young. Got to indoctrinate them into yeah. it young. Yeah, I mean, we got to keep the sport going, that's for sure. No doubt about it. I mean, you see some tracks, you know, closing 
every once in a while, and it's just sad to see, you know. So Very sad. But then you see guys like Cletus McFarlane buying them, turning them into the Freedom Factory. It's the best thing ever. Uh, are you guys shut down for the rest of the year, or uh, do you have – when's the next time Stella's going to come out to play? We are, right? We're currently on hold with everything that happened. It just threw a, a wrench into everything. So – we're currently on hold, but I'm working on the 2021 season. So anyone who wants to hop on board, feel free to contact me at dinaparisiventures.com. <laughs> dinaparisiventures.com. Okay. And then yeah, uh, no more races, but what about, uh, are you going to bring it out for a, for a nitro show, for a cackle fest, for a, a charity event, or is it, uh, is it mothballed for the season? Yeah, so much has been has changed right now. So a lot of the some of the plans that we had have gotten juggled up. So we're just kind of in a holding pattern, waiting to see, you know, uh, what happens. So right. it's, gotcha. it's, uh, it's this whole thing is just so crazy. Um, you know, I hope everybody stays. I know this is going to be in the archives for a while, but you know, hope everybody stays happy and healthy. Yeah. 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 Got to stay well, safe and healthy. Jeff's yeah. went to some events, and he said they were handing out masks, and then he saw, what, maybe one person wearing one. Which event was that? Oh, Jeff, I keep thinking. There's a bunch of the cruises. Nobody wears them. And then some of the yeah. events that I've went to, they pass them out. People wear them when you're under the tent, but otherwise nobody yeah. wears them. There hasn't been I, – I, I don't know. Something comes yeah. out one day, and then 10 minutes later, they take it back, and there's yeah. a conflicting story. So I don't know what to believe. I, when I, I go I, out to a, to the store to pick up spark plugs, I put one on to not for me, for you. Right. Um, here's the I thing. Just, here's the thing I find weird or strange or off-putting is that we're having to tell people to wash their hands. <laughs> Hello, like why didn't you do that to begin with? You know, I right, I right. always have handy wipes in my pocketbook in my whatever bag. I, I mean, I don't know. I find I. And now they're sanitizing uh, these the public places like uh, amusement parks and this and that. Well, why weren't you sanitizing that to begin with? Well, right. see, now I'm on the exact opposite side. I don't think it should be because there's an old George Carlin routine where he says, you know, this generation now, you guys are so mamby-pamby with your bottled water and your disinfectants. My generation... We're never going to get sick. Why? Because I grew up swimming in the Hudson River in filth and slime. When I get a hot dog, I put it on the ground for 30 seconds so my immune system is strong. So it's like I'm <laughs> – it's not a three-second rule. It's a 30-second rule. I'm – my immune system is strong. So I – instead of disinfecting everything, I've – throughout my life, I eat dirt. I am dirty. I get infections. And and now my immune system is strong. So it's – I don't – I'm sort of on the other side of the fence from – instead of disinfecting everything to make us into a future of, of non-strong immune systems, I'm on the opposite. So it's a, it's a, I don't know which way to go. Well, unfortunately, I see people that don't wash their hands in restrooms. So, you know, that, that's gross. See, but. and my five or my six-year-old nephew, a couple years ago, we're at some restaurant. A guy walks in, goes to the bathroom, and before he leaves, he's about to leave, and my nephew screams out, don't forget to wash your hands, dude. And we're like, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. <laughs> like, good job, buddy. Yeah. My son would say that. I can yeah. tell you right now, there's no filter. He'd tell someone that. I yeah, can tell I love you. it. <laughs> so, uh, what? Oh, yeah, SEMA. You know, there is talk of people wearing 
possibly wear a mask there. So we'll see. See what happens there. You know, they might requ- they might require it. So that would, that might be fun. But I wear masks every day, 10 to 12 hours. So I'm used to it by now. Oh, brutal! It's not it's not fun. <laughs> so for anybody that wants to contact you for uh, for marketing or for partnerships, it's a uh, uh, Deep Reese Racing. Well, so Deep Reese Racing is really what no, all, ventures. Of my, all of my Deep Reese Ventures. Social media. Ventures. The Deep Reese Ventures. Or you can you can just Google Dina Parisi and the the website will come up because dinaparisi.com also works. So um, it's Dina with an I and Parisi with an E. I, that seems to be funny for people. They swap it around. I don't know why. Um, and yeah, and feel free to send me an email. And if anyone just wants to have a little fun on social media, hop on the social media. It's me. There's no like man behind the curtain or any of that because I like the engagement and I I like to be. Um, kind of in there and having fun with people. Unfortunately for my husband, he's usually the brunt of the joke with the fans, which is kind of funny. So, um, yeah, so you can come on there and see my husband be made fun of on a daily basis. Uh, poor guy, but, he, you know, he's a, he's a good man to uh, to put up with yeah. all the shenanigans from the, the, the hater social media idiots. And it, yeah, he's got to be a great I supporter. I give him credit. He's Andrew's a, he, I couldn't ask for a, a better partner. We celebrated 20 years um, in April. So, yeah. Uh, congratulations. congratulations. Fantastic. Yeah. He must be you might a want to great supporter. Him, not me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he got a car girl, on. so I'm jealous of him for getting a car girl. So congratulations yeah, for getting a car girl who loves drag racing. And uh, yeah. we hope to see you at SEMA and, uh, yeah, and meet in cool. person. So yeah, uh, if you're around the Miller Welding, uh, stop by Miller and say hi to Dwayne. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, maybe he'll learn you how to weld, too. And we might be at the Boss Hog Torque Converter booth oh, definitely. quite often, too. We know Nelson Gill. He's the CEO of that uh, Boss Hog Torque Converter. So. And Dina loves converters, so maybe she can talk yeah. to Nelson. I and, uh, and have. I, I, uh, talk, I talk to Nelson a lot, and um, I miss – I kept missing him last year. My schedule was kind of crazy. So um, I said this year we definitely have to make a point. And they're oh, yeah, building, yeah, they're building converters to handle 3,000 horsepower. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, I've never met anybody who knows more about a torque converter than Nelson Gill. He's a torque converter whisperer. Here, here's the logo oh. right here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Nelson's Thanks so much, guy. Tina. He is. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us, and we had fun with it. And uh, – I know you're a fun person. I just yeah, hope we run into you at SEMA. That'd be great. Yeah, I hope so. I think we should make a plan. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Sounds Looking forward good. to meeting you in person, and I want to see Stella run in person as well. Yeah, yeah you'll probably have a better too. shot at, at that than I will, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tina.